Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After. KPN-TFM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Sick. Welcome back, TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen, Tim McCurden, Doug Vaughn, Darren Thomas Atkins, Alan, Alan, oh. I like that. Jackson Horton Burkett, Rick. Bennett, Jackson Rick, Bennett Ledoux, Bennett Ledoux, yeah, just say Ledoux and we know who you're talking about, <laughs> Mark Paul Gosselier Hanna, nice. Charles, Charles, Close. Where'd you get Gosselier? <laughs> Saved by the bee. That's right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then Jeremy... Mm-hmm. Piven Rutherford. Oh, Piven <laughs> Rutherford joins us. Presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Well Strategies, who's in studio if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, JR, good morning. Good morning. Did you say that Paul for Mark? Uh, that's me, so you just missed it. Oh, I was oh. off by one. Gosh. Felted. Tim's uh, never wrong. Thank you, Mark. It must exactly be you. Right. Yeah, exactly. You must be mistaken, Jim. Thank you, Doug. Thank you for saying yeah. it. JR, isn't it weird that we know the Blues are going to win tonight, even though it doesn't necessarily stand to reason? Yeah, no, I was listening to you there. I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i never bet a game in my life, but I might have to, to put one on this. Nice. Yeah, seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, and a good thing to start developing as you cover the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, just for the record, in case the athletics listen, I'm not really going to do that. There it is. That is an official disclaimer, but let me know how much you're going to use my uh, wagering powers for on you, and I'll, I'll put that bet in. What What do you attribute to the the odd, Doug, how about this? Is this a paradox or is this an oxymoron or is that the same? Hmm. Consistent inconsistency. Oh. How about that? Oxymoron for it's sure. So, yeah. Yeah, I think a couple things come to mind. First of all, you always have to weigh the opponent. And, you know, when the Blues beat Calgary the other night, you don't want to be the guy who says, yeah, but the Flames are a bad team. But they are. But they played a great game. So I think if they had played a a pretty good team that night, they would have had some success. But I do think that the opponents uh, weigh into this inconsistency uh, that we've seen. Also, the other thing that might be a little more uh, tangible is is the speed. Uh, When you go against these teams like the – like the Seattle Kraken, like the Arizona Coyotes, and tonight, like the Colorado Avalanche, the Blues seem to have some trouble with those teams. Yeah, but yeah. the other th- the other thing is making making their system work. You know, we've talked about them playing a, a different way, and it doesn't necessarily work for them every night. So I think that's led to some of that inconsistency as well. You can send your uh, two-part questions in for Jeremy Rutherford, who joins us every Wednesday in the 9 o'clock hour, presented by the great Mark Hanna, who's in studio with us. And you can send them in via the EDF group text inbox, 314-881-TMA5, 314 
881-TMA5. Something I know we touched on on Monday on Balloon Party, JR, is uh, you, were, you were having none of it, Doug. You was having none of it really? when it was suggested uh, that maybe there's a lack of leadership, and that's contributing to some of these games where it looks like they just didn't show up, such as that Coyotes game and most recently the game Friday night in Vancouver. And you will hear none of it because you feel like any time a team struggles, either the head coach gets blamed or leadership, and sometimes it's just not there. And in this case, we knew the Blues weren't necessarily a high-ceiling team going into the season, and that people have thought Braden Shen was kind of a guy who would be wearing the C at some point anyway, exhibiting leadership skills. So I wanted to, to elaborate on that if people started talking about Craig Berube or, or leadership on this team. Yeah, exactly, Tim. Especially with the leaders on the team, the players. I mean, you can have the coach conversation at some point, I understand, but it's almost like if the Blues lose 6-2 to two on a Thursday night, right before I go to bed, I tell my wife, well, I'll be waking up tomorrow looking at Twitter and seeing that uh, the Blues don't have the right leadership. <laughs> it seems like that's always the case whenever uh, they don't do well. But, I mean, I think they got the right guy in charge, Braden Chen. To me, uh, you look across the board at Blues teams in the past, whenever they've got talent, they play well, leadership's not questioned. And whenever they don't play well, it's, it's straight to the leadership. Mm. There are some changes with the assistant coaches over the off season. It's been a few weeks now from uh, start of the season, from start of training camp. How do you think that the team is responding to what those new assistant coaches are bringing to the table? Yeah, Mark, I think, well, uh, Mike Weber is kind of the main guy. He was uh, brought in to replace Mike Van Ryan on defense. And so he's in charge of the defense, which has played well. And then also the penalty kill. Uh, which hasn't been bad either. But I think big picture, more importantly, like I watch uh, Mike on the ice with uh, the players. I watched an example yesterday where he kind of took Jake Neighbors, who's obviously a forward, but kind of took him off to the side and showed him a different way to defend the play. And, you know, you can tell that uh, they respect him, look up to him. Here's a guy who's played in the league before. Um, and, and then uh, you have uh, Michael Babcock, who is the son of Mike Babcock, the Mike Babcock, and he's more of a skills coach. Uh, so we haven't seen much offense but he, is, he does look like he's out there working hard with these guys on some of those areas. It just hasn't translated. I haven't seen much offense from anybody. Brendan Saad is the only guy on the team that's reached that coveted two-goal plateau. He's the only ah. guy with more than one goal. I mean, it's worse so far than we even thought it would be, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, and Duggar, that first couple of weeks of the season, you said to uh, you said to Craig Berube, you know, is this focused on defense taken away from the offense? And he said, no, I don't think so. And if you listen to his reasoning, I kind of agree with him. You know, they're playing well in the D zone. You get the puck into the O zone, and they're just missing shots. They're making bad passes. They're doing things that, you know, just don't add up to offense. And then you look at a guy like Jordan Kyrie. He's sitting on one through seven games. And how many chances has he had? I mean, you could probably – uh, marked down seven or eight quality scoring chances, three breakaways yeah, that he breakaways. on. So just is not working with this offense right now. Uh, let's start reading some of the two-parters sent in by two our audiences. Uh, yeah, you like the two-parters, Jeremy. Uh, here we go. They're coming in. Brought to you by Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503. online at Evergreen STLA. That's exactly right. Thank you, Mark. Doug, you just oh, did the Mickey Carroll champion yeah. thing. That's very uh, here you go. Serious question for JR. Is Craig Berube on the hot seat? And if not, should he be? I'm not seeing any progress from the young guys. <laughs> what happened to, like, a Wayne Babbage question? <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Babbage, yeah. That was actually serious. 
Yeah, no, serious question. As soon as you say serious, I think we're going the other direction, but this one actually was. Uh, no, I think with uh, Craig Ruby, look, he, he's got this year and he's got next year left on his contract. Not to say that something couldn't happen if the Blues kept going down this road. You know, it's tough for me to evaluate a head coach when you're in a retool. Like, what do you expect the coach to do with a team that perhaps isn't as talented or was kind of just put together with a few spare parts and you're counting on some young guys, but at the same time you want this guy to finish third in the division. I get it. I, I get the, the pressure of the situation, uh, but I think you have to deal in reality a, a little bit. So to this point, I think he is the coach, should be the coach, and should get a chance to kind of lead the team through this. However, if you get two months down the road and you're seeing some of the same things, no offense, you know, win-lose, 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 power play doesn't work, then some changes are going to have to be made. And if that includes Craig Berube, then, you know, they'll have to address it at that point. Yeah, this point in the season, especially when you contrast uh, the Calgary and the Vancouver game, it seems like when you have those extremes like that of performance, it, it almost has the impression of a team, kind of a young team, trying to come together, get their footing, gelling together. You think there's any merit to that rather than the coaching? You think it's about the players trying to figure out how to move forward together? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's uh, it's it's just a collection of things, including that. I, I think that you got pressure on a Cairo and a Thomas trying to perform up to those uh, eight million dollar contracts. I, I think it's you got a guy Hayes who's coming in and trying to figure out his way. I think it's neighbors coming in and you know you tell me I'm an identity player, a fourth line player, and now I've played better, so you bump me up. Okay, what is my role? And then you got a defense back there that's you know learning a new system. So I think that there's a collection of things, but definitely. You know, you say younger team, there are some younger pieces in there that are trying to establish themselves, and and I think we're not quite there yet. That's the one thing that we have to say. Listen, I don't know that this is going to be a playoff team, and I don't know that they're going to get away from this inconsistency, but you do have to give them 20, 25 games to show us, you know, not seven. Orson Woods-Wacko with a two-parter. Questions for Rutherford. Number one, when is the open tryout for the team? And number two, does Roman Polak still wear the strap for biggest hog? (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. Tryouts are uh, tryouts are Tuesday. Ooh, good. Tuesday. Uh, and then uh, Roman Pollock might be at the traps. I bet you I haven't <laughs> seen him in years and years, but <laughs> that guy was, uh, okay, was one strong dude. I think I still have the picture of my phone. I'll have to tweet it or send it to you guys. Of his hog? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I was like. <laughs> Text it to me. One, <laughs> he, uh, he had the log on his head. He had the uh, hot dog. I think the team was. Was uh, if he had played the best in that particular game, MVP of that game, I think the uh, wiener was the thing that they were passing around the locker room to mm. put on your head. And put that off. So, yeah, stuff wiener on Roman Polak's head. Well, wasn't yeah, it Hitchcock who warned everyone not to knock on the Roman Polak That's right. door? Don't, you don't open up that door. <laughs> yeah, he laid somebody out. What, like on the Sharks or something? Justin Braun, I think, was it? Oh, my uh, God. The Sharks, yeah. Woo! A penal. Penal. Well, maybe they need that. Maybe they need a little of enforcement. So you want Roman Pollock back? They, they don't really have any of that anymore, do they? They don't have anybody that, that ever since you know, Reed, Reed out Simpson there. Uh, kind of. <laughs> well, he almost died. On... <laughs> <laughs> but they have gotten completely away from like the Ryan Reeves type of guy who would go out there and just kind of stir things up, haven't they? Yeah, I think you know, kind of the league's gotten away from it too. And you know, that thing is. I get it, and I'm entertained by it. And, uh, you know, if you had a guy, if the league still had a guy on each team, okay, you know, it's great. But, you know, you look at this team here, and, and uh, you know, they're not they're not scoring goals. I think that's what the name of the game is. And so I think a little bit more focused on uh, getting guys out there who can score goals as opposed to drop them. 
Two-part question. If you were given a task to complete by your boss and had six weeks' notice and when it isn't completed on time, is it your fault? Also, <laughs> how has the attendance been so far this year? Are people still showing up for a subpar team that's from Gummy? Mm. Gummy? Gummy. Gummy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gummy. No, if I uh, had six weeks to uh, turn in a story and, and didn't get it in, uh, I'd probably get my PP wax. So uh, oh, I'm sure that's... Uh, <laughs> That's you say wax? I think he said wax, but maybe maybe they do it differently over at the athletic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I might go start writing there. Oh, speaking of which, that uh, that filler I was listening to you guys. Yeah. By the way, man, I I loved joining your show, but I actually I'm having so much fun listening to the show that it's kind of a bummer when I come on because I know you guys aren't going to be. You know, it's not going to be a great show for 15 minutes until you guys uh, get me off the air. But, but uh, have you had any work done? Yeah, cosmetic work. And do you run into a lot of filler? Because uh, uh-huh. you say you're the mayor of Jefferson County. Is that correct? I don't say that. I don't say that. <laughs> but but no, the filler. Yeah, I have seen it make its way to Jeffco, and oh, wow. it is a little bit, it a little little bit scary. But uh, guys like myself, be careful because I tried it. And it didn't stop at the lips. It slipped down to my belly. And- oh. Oh. Yep, Doug, that's the risk. Ooh, that's yeah. hot. Though. It is hot, though, yeah. Just a lot of collagen and a gentleman's waist. Oh, I, mm. I think a lot of hockey riders probably get lip filler. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hello, hockey men. Cucky here. Doug, it's Cucky. Oh, hello, Cucky. I talked with Mr. Hanna the other day. What a gem of a human. You talked to Cucky? Apparently I did. He is a gem of a human. <laughs> Both of these guys are. Jerry. Doug Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Uh, please explain why Hayes is on the power play. He's as boring as the listeners who care about the skeleton. Mm. And why can't Perunovic get more ice time? Is Berube living in the past with a big four-checking team instead of moving towards a swift, youthful squad? That's from Cucky the Dwarf. Gosh, more serious questions and from a guy named Cucky, too. Uh, I think with, with Hayes, it is a question. I think it really is. Like, I haven't seen much from him on, on the power play. Uh, I realize he's had some PP time in his career. Uh, but I think it's a matter of maybe the Blues don't have enough guys to fill out the two units, and he's one of their better options, and he's out there. But, you know, I think that that kind of speaks to what we've seen with the power play. They, other than a couple guys, they just don't have, you know, the, the guys to fill out those roles. And then as far as Perenovich, I'd like to see him play more too. I think they're still a little hung up on uh, maybe his 5-on-5 five five defense isn't there. But to me, you got to play the guy. Are you in a retool? Yeah, let's let's see what these young guys got as opposed to, than a guy like Perinovich. It seems like maybe the Blues' lack of offense is a little similar to the Cardinals' lack of pitching, where you knew that was a problem before the season started and you still did next to nothing about it. Is it just because they can't? They don't have any money because of the cap? Yeah, it's a fair question, but I think a couple things. Yeah, you got a lot of guys under contract that you're counting on, like the Kairos and the uh, Thomases and, and the Shins and those guys, and you're, it's always been a situation where you're hoping for 15, 20 goals from eight guys as opposed to you know, a lot of offense from a couple guys. And, and then, yeah, definitely the cap. I mean, they're up against it. It, it hasn't gone up. It's finally going to go up next year, but this year only a million bucks, Doug. And, and so you were forced to bring in guys like Hayes, like Verona, like Kapanen, because you got two of those guys at 50% salary, so you're able to fit in more talented players at, at a cheaper rate, and uh, they were hoping that they'd come through, but they haven't. Final question for the great Jeremy Rutherford. Uh, no offense, but when I see a trend make it to Jefferson County, it's over for that trend. Oh. Also, do you ever read a book during the game? Thanks in advance. That's from Chairman Steve in mm. Wildwood. Gosh. If I could read a book during the game? Ah, uh, yes, that was what he wants to know, if you uh, ever do read a book during the game. Maybe that Vancouver uh, game would have been a good time to settle in with a nice little 
Yeah. Oprah's Page book club. Oprah's book club. Yeah. That would have been a good time. No, I uh, never had a chance to read a book during the I did have a blues player. Do you guys remember the name Jesse Bolaris? No. That was your favorite. Yeah, that's I you remember that name? I actually the, uh, don't. Flyers system? Uh, he was he was a fighter. He was in the blues. I think he played for a few guys. But I'm writing my story on my laptop in the L.A. press box one night. He's a healthy scratch. He should be watching the game, right? And you'll learn something so you're not a healthy scratch and you can get out there. And he says, hey, bud. And I said, yeah. He goes, can I use your uh, computer? I want to play some online poker. So for about Wow, period, my kind of guy. My <laughs> oh, my God. While you were writing, he asked that? <laughs> writing the story, yeah. And I didn't have to be writing, so I gave it up for a little bit. But, yeah, he's playing the online poker. Good for him. <laughs> my kind of guy. And, and since it was brought up today, why don't more people call you Jerry? <laughs> Jerry? Yeah. Uh, I think it's because my mom and dad named me Jeremy, I think. Well, but yep. isn't Jerry the nickname for that? <laughs> I think that's Gerald. I think it's Jerome. I think both, actually. Both of them. I think Jerome and Gerald. Think about oh, that, Doug. Well, Jeremy could be easily be Jerry. But, I mean, it's yeah. not his name. Hey, and I will give you guys my uh, karaoke. I heard you talking about Oh, yeah, what too. do you got? What's your play? Mm-hmm. Uh, I go uh, two live crew band in the USA. Oh, oh wow, Doug. Was that July of 1990? I don't know the years. And they sampled we're Born in the USA. We're two live corrupt politicians playing games, bringing us down to boost their fame. They must be joking, thinking we are poor, but they're like flies moving the wall. We stand tall from beginning to end with the help from fans and all our friends. Band in the USA. Oh, it's so God, stop, good. Stop busting rhymes. That sounds like Luther Campbell right there, didn't God, it? God, it sounded like somebody. I think I just hyperventilated. <laughs> that, that was so wonderful. What a treat. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's ROI for the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Hey, can we get Jeremy Rutherford to answer two of our questions and perform two live crew? Yes, the answer is yes, Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up forever. JR, that is wonderful. We will play that on Balloon Party and see what kind of response it gets. Mm. Always a delight to have you on the program. Thank you so much, fine sir. All right, see you, boys. There he is, the great Jeremy Rutherford. He was mad we had to stop filler talk to talk to him. Filler talk on TMA. I think Jerry Rutherford is fine. Uh, My name's not Doug. It's Douglas. People say Doug. People call you Tim, not Timothy. You got a lot of Timmies. I think I think Jerry for Jeremy is just fine. All right, I'll call him Jerry from now on. There really is anything short for Mark, is there? No, not really. No. Hansy. Hansy. I was never Hansy until you gave me that. Now <laughs> really? everybody calls me yeah. Hansy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hockey nickname. I'll take yeah. it. Hansy. Yeah. I'll take it. All I was right. wondering what they called Hofer, you know? I'm like, how do you, what do you think they call Hof? him? Yeah. God, you know it all. Probably Hof. I was yeah. listening to that, uh, I don't know if it was post-game sound or if it was uh, Kerber and Vitaly, and they're like, you know, big game from Hof. Hof? Is that what they said? Yeah. 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 Was it going to be Hofsey? Oh, <laughs> no, it's Hof. <laughs> Do they have it on the board in the locker yeah. room? Here's what you call a guy. They did a commercial at one point where Petrangelo uh, cleared that up and said, how you decide what the nickname is. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't remember that? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. What, what was it, any counsel you can give us? Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, I think if it was like a one-syllable last name, you put an ER at the end of it, that kind of thing. Interesting. I think Jerry should do an article about the worst hockey nicknames of all time. The most unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Verbeek, Little Ball of Hate. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> little Ball of Hate. Chicken Parm, Ray Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Member of the Blues right at the end of his career. Was that 2002 against I don't the know Red the, I don't know the years, Tim. One of the best ever is the Golden Brett. It's a nice play. Yeah. Solid. Mm-hmm. Take off of his father's nickname, the Golden Jet. Yeah. Uh, I always found it intriguing because I believe that if Chris Pronger's name was Prongs, his nickname would have been 
Pronger, but since his real name was Pronger, his nickname was Prongs. Prongs. Yeah. Yeah. How would you like to go into the locker room and ask him that question after a loss? (laughs) Oh, God, he was always loaded for bear. (laughs) You couldn't, you couldn't just like throw a fastball down the middle to him. He He was was described by Bill Clement as a nasty bit of business. I like that. See, that's good. It's like a little ball yeah. of hate. <laughs> Pronger was great. He would challenge you. He would challenge you. Mm-hmm. It was good entertainment. And he's like 7'5 on skates, yeah. too. So it was wonderful when mm-hmm. I was standing next to him. That's a great question, little man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for like the first time I ever covered the blues, he goes, oh, you're trying to stir the pot, eh? Yeah, I guess I am. Talking to Mike Ricci. Remember Mike Ricci, Doug? Mm-hmm. Hot guy played for the Sharks. In that Not that hot. President's Trophy Not series. that hot. Mm-mm. This... Show is spectacular. That's from Gabe from the Cube oh. Farm. I think you liked uh, Jeremy Rutherford performing Band in the USA. Okay. That was really well, I nice. I think we all found that to be a treat. Yeah, that was really nice. I'm going to be podcasting that later. And uh, play it for the play it for the boys. Over and over again. Do you do any rapping yourself, Hansie? Uh, not all that talented. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much. Except for financial things. All I've things been known financial. to spin a yarn. What do you call aspect. Mahatma Buffett? Yes, Mahatma Buffett. Part life Sherpa, part financial wizard. That's what it is. Mahatma Buffett. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com and work with this gentleman. He's first class. Mm-hmm. I can't say enough good things about you, Mark Hanna. How many good things can I say about you? Six? Jinx. And oh. his hair is perfect. I know. I was I was kind of saying, hey, I don't mm. appreciate that. You're kind of flaunt it. Like the Pollock's yeah. got great flow, but he puts a hat over because he knows I'm really insecure about it. Yeah. So I respect it. But Mark mm. Hanna just lets it he lets it show. But I love Doug's hair. I love Jack's. You see it? It's coming hair. back. Yeah, you see it's coming back? It's so good. These you can see it coming tufts. back. It's so good. Mm. You yeah. can tell. Well, between Mark Hanna taking care of you financially and Brown and Crouppen taking care of your legal problems and James Carlton taking care of your insurance issues, we got you covered for everything you could possibly need, don't Jamie we? Jamie Burkhardt and your whips? Yeah. I don't know. Nothing but the best. Right. Nothing but the best. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Mark Hanna. All right, thank Everything you, Hansi. Well strategies online at evergreenstl.com. Thanks, guys. Listen to the gallery. All right. That's wonderful. Thanks, there he, is. he brings you Jeremy Rutherford. Every Wednesday here on TMA, sign up for this year's TMA Trivia Night. It takes place a week from Satter's Bend uh, at St. Gabriel's. And uh, now that it's getting close, we noticed last year like a bunch of tickets were bought like in the last week. Well, you got to get them because the thing is uh, moving now, and uh, you can get them at TMASTL.com. It's $45 a person, and you can purchase single tickets or a table of eight or anything in between. Those tickets include food from Salt and Smoke and beer from AB, and you're welcome to bring your own food and drink as well. Uh, Doors open, 6.30, and then trivia underway at 7.30. The question for you is, will Missouri be kicking off at 2.30, at 6, or at 6.30? Jackson says 2.30. Nick, they're beating Georgia. Okay. Go, Tigers. Go, Tigers. Beat Bulldogs. Beat Beat Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Go, Tigers. And beat Bulldogs. Bulldogs. And go fight win. I wish Mizzou still had that guy who'd show up in the raccoon coat and the old-time hat and cheer down below on the field. Daniel Beard. Is that who that was? Did he have, like, a little pennant? He did, Yeah. And he would lead cheers down there on the field. He's, he's, he was old, so he's probably no longer with us. we got to bring was, penance back. Was, yeah, yeah, like they say raw? Yes. Say, or state, state. State you. Yeah, tech. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, we need one of those. And yeah. you got to wear the raccoon coat, too. Yeah, big megaphone that doesn't have any, like, electronics in it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I miss that. <laughs> Cheerleaders wearing sweaters. <laughs> yeah, that could be Mizzou's thing. Yeah. 1950s garb. Right. 
Uh, well, we need something that stands out for Mizzou, something to separate it from the pack other than How about beating anthracite? a team with a 25-game winning streak well, between be nice. the hedges yeah. in front of a nationally televised CBS audience on Saturday? Mm. I think I might go out and get intoxicated if that happens. Really? And I don't really do that. Where would you go? It's a good question, Bryan, actually. Probably. Yeah, that's a bad play. But yeah, hanging out with Eddie McVay after Missouri beat Georgia. Oh, what gosh. else can I ask Wouldn't for? I time. can't keep up with him, though. That guy's a machine. Legend, though. <laughs> I bet he can put him down. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's, he looks like he's built for a good time. <laughs> it's your kind of man. He's got a body built for pleasure. <laughs> he's about to text me about that, I have a mm. feeling. Uh, hello again, everybody. Ken Strode back in the studio. Design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Coming up in a matter of moments, Jackson and I dealing with what's going to be a tough situation uh, down the hallway. Uh, but we'll deal with it, and we'll do our best. And it airs from uh, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock on 101 ESPN. It's called Balloon Party, and it is driven by Munganass Burkard, Alton Toyota. We are very grateful to our sponsors on this radio program, including... Longo Biggs, and that's C.D. and Doug at Longo Biggs. They have been out to the dotum. They are a part of the presentation. They're loyal listeners. You know what they also are? They're, they're St. Louisans is what they are. Uh, if you are injured in an accident, things can spiral out of control quickly. You might uh, have medical bills piling up. You might not be able to work or provide for your family. And you're probably getting the runaround if you're trying to get answers from an insurance company. Well, don't fight this fight alone. C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs, the Longo Biggs Injury Law Firm, will take all the complication and hassle out of your injury claim. Injury cases can be complex. Each case and accident is different, and every fact is important when building a case. People often wonder how injured victims get large settlements or verdicts, and the short answer is because they're represented by effective and skilled lawyers who understand how to get every dollar out of their case. And that's what you'll get at Longo Biggs Injury. Go online at longobigs.com. That's L-O-N-G-O-B-I-G-G-S.com. Longo Biggs Injury Law accepts personal injury, wrongful death, brain injury, and other catastrophic injury cases. Remember, the choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements and the wonderful people at the Illinois Recovery Center. Had somebody yesterday tell me how powerful the segment was with uh, Eric uh, celebrating his seven years of sobriety, sharing his uh, story here on the program. Uh, last week, two weeks ago, don't recall what it was uh, when uh, Chris Pondoff shared that story. Illinois Recovery Center is the new premier inpatient substance abuse facility in Swansea, Illinois. When it comes to the disease of addiction, getting help should not be as difficult as it currently is. Yeah, the ratio for the population and the number of centers in the St. Louis area is not what it needs to be. And that's where the Illinois Recovery Center comes into play. The Illinois Recovery Center's mission is to be the receiving hand in the community when someone seeks help. The IRC delivers a comprehensive system of care that welcomes both the individual struggling and family alike. If you or someone you know wants to learn about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. That's 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. There you go. Now, design air heating and cooling email the day coming up in a matter of moments. First one for the month of November. Who's going to take the lead early on? It's going to be it's going to be fun to... Fun to watch. Fun to Buck see. Soap. Sure. Buck Soap's going to try to... Um, Doug, here is uh, Charles Barkley talking it over with Jackson's guy, and that is Wemby. Okay. Victor, I got one there. final question. How do you say churro in French? 
Chiro, what is that? Chiro, you know what Chiro is. You've been in San Antonio, San Antonio long enough. It's a dessert. It's, it's a, a dessert. dessert. This ass what it is. The long, the, the long donut. What? I've never heard of that. <laughs> All right. Tell <laughs> 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 the people, put me on there. Hey, son, I'm sorry. We're talking about the way that Was somebody coughing violently? It sounded like it. Shaq. Shaq, he was dying laughing. I thought that was really funny. It's super awkward. Churro, what's that? I, I never heard of that either. Uh, All right. Tell <laughs> 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 the people, put me on there. <laughs> just asked a question. I don't know what a churro is either. No, I don't. You guys know what churros are? Yeah, why would you no, say, how do you say churro in French? Yeah, that'd be tough. I tell you what, Chavez has some fire. Boy, I like that Chavez. God, maybe I'll go get Chavez tonight. Chavez is really good. I hadn't thought about that plowhawk. You just kind of got me going All right. There. Carol's a big thing in San Antonio. Like if someone said, how do you say toasted ravioli in French? I guess that's Saint the Louis. comparison, yeah. Okay. I think I want to go to St. Raymond's today and get some uh, <laughs> Lebanese lunch. St. Raymond's is just you going to a school lunch? to get lunch? Oh, it's All Saints Day. Skew lunch. Oh, it is All Saints Day. Well, I don't know if it's All Saints Day. It's just they serve, it is. They serve Lebanese lunch on Wednesdays. It's also John Vaughn's birthday. Happy birthday, John Vaughn. Years 31 years old. 34. 34 bills. 34, yeah. I had him when I was about 10 or 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some kibbutz and some uh, grape leaves. We're back to St. Raymond's. <laughs> well, I didn't know we were off of it. Okay, go ahead. Doug, why'd you interrupt with wishing your son a happy birthday? <laughs> what do you have? Yeah, Doug, you're a complete ass. Maybe he can join you at St. Raymond's. Maybe you can buy him some kibbutz St. Raymond's. Dare you ruin my St. Raymond's with a Vaughn uh, birthday. Where exactly is St. Raymond's? It's down the city. And you're going to go all the way there for a little lunch? I'll get it to go. Probably have it for dinner. I just okay. can't find a good Lebanese restaurant in St. Louis, so... I feel like some guppy. <laughs> You woke up feeling like some guppy? Well, I do now. And what is that again? Guppy, you've told me before. Yeah, it's just a spicy meat that's kind of hollow, actually. Spicy, hollow meat. Yeah. I don't know the spices that go into it. My aunt used to make it, and when she passed away, nobody has the recipe. Yeah. Maybe you should start your own Lebanese restaurant. I don't have a recipe for any of it. Probably online. That wouldn't be original, then. No. Anyway, that's the end of that story. Okay, but it was a good, good story, good solid story. Uh, Doug, uh, we got some breaking news from Forbes. I know you're you're more of a Wall Street Journal guy. I'm a Forbes guy. Mm -hmm. But either way, we're running in moneyed circles. Yeah, I know I am for sure. Uh, Forbes, uh, this year's World Series is the least watched ever. <laughs> that's the, that's it. There's really nothing else to it. I don't doubt it. Uh, the first game, which aired on Friesbit. Uh, and went into extra innings, was watched by an average of 9.17 million people on Fox. Nielsen data shows the lowest-rated game one in the history of the World Series. The second game, a day later, which drew significantly less viewers at 8.15 million, was the least-watched World Series game ever. Until Game 3, the third game in the series, which marked the first time the World Series and NFL were both on network television on a Monday night since 1996, averaged 8.13 million on mm. Fox. Uh, ratings for Game 4 on Tuesday haven't been released, so uh, they're breaking records with every passing game, and it is now uh, each game continues to be the lowest-rated World Series game. Last night's blowout, although the, the Diamondbacks made it cosmetically uh, pleasing because they only lost by four, but they were down 10 nothing early on. Three innings in. That's right. I'm sure that, that kept the viewership strong. Yeah. I'm dead serious when I say this. 
I swear to you, I, I flipped that on, uh, and I go, oh, I guess this is going to even up the series. The Rangers will now have two wins, and the Diamondbacks will have two wins. And so when I went to ESPN.com this morning for my hashtag show prep, mm-hmm. and they said, Rangers lead the series 3-1, to one, I go, son of a bitch. I don't know if ever in my lifetime I've had a World Series game on and not been aware of the status of the series to no. the point that when I wake up the next morning and see the box score, I'm alarmed to see one team is leading 3-1 as no. opposed to the series tied at 2. I don't know if it's a lack of star power, although Corey Seager certainly looks like as good a player as anybody in the league right now. Garcia's done. Scherzer's done. Yeah, it doesn't matter to the Rangers. I don't think... You'd have to be a diehard to know just about anybody on the Arizona team. Why do you hate Corbin Carroll? I, I don't hate him. He's going to be Rookie of the Year, but he's not very well known, I don't it's think. long of a season. We're at nine, if you count spring training and pitchers and catchers getting it, it's nine months. Yeah. I think people November, are just, no. the NFL starts and people don't care about baseball. Baseball got a huge issue with 162 games. With all, you're talking World Series ends in mid-November. It's just it's done. Like, you got to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. It's too long of a see. It is. Eight million viewers, not many in a country this size. And 162 games, and you get these two teams, you can lower That, to me, is, is the core issue. And Rob Manfred was asked about it. I assume we don't. That was sound that was sent over from our overnight guy. I, I, and, I, and I was listening to it. Our, we have an overnight guy. I know I've said this before. But uh, who pulls all the sound from... A variety of different places, and Manfred was interviewed on ESPN Radio, and he was asked about baseball's new postseason format, which is only two years old, but has produced the National League being represented by its sixth seed in the World Series in both of the two years, and the Rangers, I believe, were tied for the fifth seed, I think, this year. Um, and he said, "Well, if you look at baseball history, only 11% of the time is a 101 win team won uh, the World Series, but." I've, I, I actually, and I have, I really might go through baseball reference today and check that because my guess is that has been, that, that is like a convenient way to phrase it. And my guess would be a lot of the teams that didn't do it were ever since they have flooded the Major League Baseball postseason with teams. You are ruining the postseason all while ruining the value of the regular season. So... Uh, I think you are seeing the byproduct with, with, I mean, the record-setting low ratings and low interest in this World Series. 9.52 in St. Louis. Jackson and I are eight minutes away from really, uh, you know, dealing with it. I mean, that's, 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 that's yeah. reality. But before we deal with it, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the first design air heating and cooling email of the day in the month of November. Here we go. And Young. Doug made an ass of himself by daring to interrupt the Ken tale about his future lunch plans that literally no one asked for. That happened five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, why don't you work on an email? But happy birthday, John Vaughn. Stay cute. Thanks. That's from number one agent intern Brian Henson. Oh. He's in search of a campaign manager for his Lister of the Year campaign. Send application, resume, and cover letter to negril111 at AOL.com. He's going to have a campaign manager to be Lister of the Year? Sounds like it's going to Iggy's email. Brian Henschen. Happy November. You like that? Uh, no, I don't care for that at all. Ha, that was a joke. But what's not a joke is my admiration for the HD2 radioing magic Tim did today. Now, last week's email, the day fiascos. Swope, wind with it. <laughs> don't have a problem when somebody doesn't use the term one for past tense of wind and says wind. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. 
Nice English. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I kind of respect it. It's bold. Swoop wind with an email about Danny Packer posting a pic on the fan page. Guess what? The post was made by Brad. Dude wouldn't know a handsome Packer brother if it jumped up and bit him. Oh. Then some comic genius sends in a juicy email, and Iggy says he might be the dirtiest texture we have. And then Doug repeats the phrase. And what Mount City does an email equate a text? God, we're so dumb. Society. I lost track of what he was saying. I'm, I'm not even listening. <laughs> but this email is about the first time I witnessed anal. Panama Jackson Collinsville was jam-packed. On came the band Journalism Rocks. That yeah. was the name of the band? <laughs> well, about six amaretto sours later, my buddy Butchie he was tugging on the lead singer's khakis. After the show, the band invited us back. They offered Richie a roadie job, but he had to prove himself. As Richie started to grab equipment, the lead singer just smacked him smack dab in the face with his dog. <laughs> Richie's eyes lit up and just went to town. Huh? Isn't it funny how you remember things? Turns out this story is about the first time I witnessed oral and not anal. That's from Fanny, and then the last name is Ligon. Fanny, and then the last name is Ligon. I (laughs) I started my day as I always do, picking out a naughty pair of Cole's high-waisted man panties, then deciding to throw caution to the wind and freeball it. Little did I know that my day would take a sexy and smelly twist. No. I was about to run to the market as I needed to buy sausage casing when I bumped into Glenn, the morbidly obese tech from my sleep study. <laughs> he's ghastly. Oh. Like that Doug with a gentleman's No. He's ghastly. But I could tell he's packing something in his Tweety Bird pajama pants. He said, OMG, funny running into you here. I laughed a little too hard. Come on, Bill, I said to myself, keep it cool. But it felt good to laugh again. I decided that this was fate, and I asked him his plans for tonight. All Hallows Eve. I braced myself for the inevitable, I'm sorry, I only like girls, or the ew, I'm not into renters. But instead, he said he's free tonight and asked if I'd be interested in going to a costume party. But I don't have an outfit, I sputtered. He said, I have a two-person horse costume for us. Mm. You can be the front. And then he whispered to me the words that I have used over and over. I'll be in the rear. My pants popped up like a piece of fried bologna. I ran home. I don't think my piggies touched the ground. I took the most delicious bubble bath and prepped my fart box Ah. with pumpkin spice and some Hawaiian tropic lotion. Good thing I bought those sausage casings. God, I love Halloween. I also saw Jackson at the party. He was dressed as slutty Oppenheimer. That's from the calcified ear. Oh, really? Calcified ear. Oh. Upper Afton was lousy with dads last night. Twas windy, so I smeared an extra dollop of Carmex on my south mouth because I knew my little boy butt was going to get some playtime. <laughs> That's what they're calling it now, the south mouth. <laughs> The last thing oh. you want at Halloween is a fresh dad that's ready to drop a handful of candy in your slop bucket, oh. but your stink star is too chapped ah. to boogie. Tip of the cap to Lady Back Fat for recognizing which dads I had my eye on. She swooped in and occupied the moms and kids while I showed my dad my battery charging station in the dark garage. It was truly a Halloween to remember. Sincerely, Upper Afton Back Fat. Mm. Upper Afton Back Fat. Man, our listeners are scoring. They really are, especially in the Afton region. If you're out there listening, email me at negril111 at asterisk.com so we can bang again. That's from the JV Golf Coach. P.S. Thank you, asterisk or not. This is one of the proudest moments of my life. I can't wait to wear that hat every day like a true lemming. That's from 
October, Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month, JV Golf Coach celebrating and doesn't care about his asterisk. JV Golf Coach doesn't care about his asterisk. So you win and just kind of give up on email. No, I think there was an email, but it's like missing. Yeah, it's not much of an email. But like, Where there was it. The preview shows that there. It says to the fellow with the Grint tattoo in the Grant's Farm beer garage. <laughs> Doug, I just read it to the prompt. No, that's all you can do. I don't know what to. Let yeah. me open it again. No, it's not there. Yeah, but it's the preview. Oh, but, but then it, if I highlight it, it's like a secret email. This is like invisible ink. Wow, invisible ink. Yeah. Oh yeah, what? It was there. Don't use white font. <laughs> Come on. JV Golf. We done yet? Before asking guests at what age they became sexually active, Iggy should ask what age they last went trick-or-treating on Halloween. 17? Jesus. No wonder he didn't bang any high school girls until he was in college. Ours is the type of presentation where the listeners feel free to drop in at any time. Question why the skeleton that we were told on October 4th would be revised to be mostly best of starting on October 30th. Oh. Hey, Plowsy. <laughs> oh, sorry, just the idiots are talking. <laughs> Tim had discussed it with Tommy the day before, and Jackson confirmed the effective date. <laughs> I have the hiccups, Doug. Oh, no. Now in Plowsy's defense, he was not on the show, nor was he at the meeting, nor was he at the performance review that Tommy was expecting to have that week because uh-huh. he was in Scottsdale. That's right. It's certainly possible that nobody told him but that isn't the line of defense plows he took this morning. Instead, leaning on the template hasn't changed. That's I know a lot true. about templates, and it's great. Mm-hmm. How's Darren Atkins? Uh-huh. Are we ah. going to bring that back? How about that whole How about that whole deal? Now, the thing about templates is they need to be updated from time to time. If you have no ability to edit the template for something that's part of your job, you have a few choices. You can manually override the template Can't. to apply the changes that your boss has already approved. Can't. And or you can hashtag reach out to your boss to mention the need for the template to be revised, and you're not sure who does that. Instead, Plowsy chose to do nothing and sent his boss a text pitching his tales from the Tanklet show where he would have live stream food consumption while sitting reverse cowgirl on the toilet. To be fair, this pitch led to two of the greatest texts in the history of this presentation, Arbor Day's no-kill moron shelter and Tommy's deadpan no that he sent exactly one week later. Again, I'm... I'm enjoying the show, Doug. That's Buck Swope. Sure, he's enjoying it. Buck <sighs> Swope with a nice little email today. That's what we have for the design air heating and cooling email of the day, uh, what you got. Well, upper afton back fat was yeah. kind of funny, but kind of vile also. Uh, I'm going to go with Buck Swope. Jesus. What? Um, you had me a sausage casing. I'm going to go with... Uh... Cauliflower ear? Calcified. Calcified That's ear. all it took was I thought we had a few good ones in there, but I agree with Iggy. The calcified ear Dang is one. Damn it, Lucas. The, the South Mouth one? Heating and cooling. That was, uh, I believe that was South Mouth. Yeah, that's a good line. Um, that might have been upper act and after back. Just people came to play on November 1st. I guess they did. People yeah. are off for all Excited Saints Day. about a new month. He's going to yep. change his name now. Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. South of the mouth. Nice. There's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Save it right for the end. You know it's good. Bring we people to back tomorrow. It, it's a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson and I are going to go deal with the situation down the hallway for the Plowhawk, for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Iggy Strode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Elvin Vaughn. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios. <laughs>